Good morning. This is Erin. And I'm Janine. And this is Morning Mysteries. Good morning, listeners. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Yes, good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or evening, or whenever you guys listen to this episode. Erin is going to enchant us with her beautiful voice on this new fun and exciting tale. I don't even know what's going on. All she has told me, this is one of her favorites. One of my absolute favorite cases ever. And I'm super excited to know about it, Erin. Tell me. <laughs> so I'm going to start this off with, this is a foreign um, case, a.k.a. not American or English. So all the names are going to be Russian. So I'm going to try my best to pronounce them. And if I pronounce them so terribly wrong, I am so sorry. If you hate how I pronounce them, um, please don't skip the episode just hang tight hang tight just hang in there i'm so sorry i promise i tried we we believe you um, i will tell you i will be everybody's voice i i, I have faith you're good i mean i did listen to google um uh, translate how they pronounced it but i can't promise i'm gonna be that yeah. beautiful sounding precise i know Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes. And I'm a dumb American, so. No, <laughs> you're not a dumb American. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. <clears throat> so case number three is one of my favorites. So episode three. It is the Diotlov Pass incident. So it's an unsolved case. Supposedly, it was solved, but it was not. Wait, is this the one... No, I, something about like the hikers going up a mountain or something. <gasps> it's this one? Yes, it's this one. So I have heard of it. I have heard of it. Okay. I don't know a whole lot, but I have heard of it. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Okay. Other I'm going to be super quiet, y'all. Oh, that don't even get me started on that one. Um, but yes, I will do my best to not. I know probably some people don't like my interjections, but. Oh, suck it because. There's two of us. Two to ten. <laughs> okay, so the Dyatlov Pass incident happened in January slash February of 1959 in the Ural, U R A Y mountains. At the time, it was part of Soviet Russia. So we're okay. Twenty. It starts off with 23-year-old Igor Dyatlov. And he led a hiking party to the peak of O'Torton. O'Torton. Okay. So this party Igor was leading had a total of nine experienced hikers, all from Ural Polytechnical Institute. And they were all part of the engineering program. So, like, this party was hecka smart. Like, very smart. Okay. And they were all confirmed experienced hikers so they hiked all the time no problem they knew they knew the area knew what to do 
knew all had all the gear knew all the gear blah 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 like no one was a beginner they're all experienced had the knowledge they're engineers check 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 okay on february 1st the team made their way through at the time an unnamed pass aka what is now known as the outlaw pass to orton a snowstorm hit them and ripped through the pass, which decreased visibility, and the team lost all sense of direction. They fought through the snowstorm and ended up west at a slope on a nearby mountain called Kolatsaikal. And in the native language of the native people that inhibited this area, the Mansai people, mm-hmm. it's called the Death Mountain. So, foreshadowing there. That's a little creepy. You're also not going to get, potentially not get this pun, but Death Mountain is also in the video game Legend of Zelda, which is my favorite video game of all time. And some of their, some of the, the people that live on Death Mountain are called Gorons, so. Oh, I think that's uh, my husband's favorite as well. Oh, what a great game. And the grandmother clock is going off right now. I love it. It's beautiful. Hopefully you guys can't hear it, but I know you can. Igor, who was leading the party, he made the call, you know, because they got hit with the uh, snowstorm and lost all, really all sense of direction. And he and the group of nine set up camp, not knowing that literally, like, setting up camp was the reason, I mean, we died, let's be real. So, before Igor left, he had the foresight hindsight i don't know which one of this one of the sites to tell his buddies at the um technical institute that he would send them a telegram once they made it to the top i guess there was some sort of like thing up there i don't really understand oh i did okay but to just expect a telegram and to tell them like hey we made it we're okay so, the telegram that he was supposed to send to his friends that he, you know, said, told them that he was going to send, um, mm-hmm. never came. So, mm. February 20th, his friends at the Institute suspected something was immediately wrong. Yes. Like, why did you wait so long, first of all? Well, not to blame anybody, but that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Not to blame anyone, but, like, watch out for your I... friends. Yeah. If your friends are going to tell you, if you don't hear from me 10 days and 20 days go by, haunt their asses. Just haunt yeah. them. Yeah. Haunt them. <laughs> go haunt them. <laughs> His friends and people that knew everyone else, all these other hikers, they created a full force of volunteers and started making their way up towards the Orton Mountain. When they found <clears throat> the campsite of the original nine hikers but no 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 people they just found the campsite so like good people quote good people they called mm-hmm. the military and the police to come and investigate okay so this is you know february 20th when they suspected something was wrong right six days later i don't know how long it took them to find the campsite but investigators didn't arrive to the campsite until February 26th, so six days later. So it took them six days to get 
get the investigators to come out to or to at least take them seriously hey my friends have been missing i don't don't know if it was that but it just took them six days to get for investigators to get to the campsite six days was it still snowing do we know like was it still heavily snowing and maybe that's snowing i think it finished snowing oh okay because you can see and so there's this first picture that we'll post on morning mysteries pod on instagram this first picture is of the tent that is going to be a big (gasps) important that's a tent that is a tent yes at the campsite okay and and it's full of snow and it's all fallen down and yeah it looks like it's been ripped or something like it's flat it doesn't even look like a tent it it was cut from the inside open from the inside okay go ahead okay okay so, we're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. Go ahead. Are. It's okay. No problem. So the first thing that investigators noticed once they arrived to the scene, the campsite, is that tent that was partially covered and buried with snow. And like we just said, it was cut open, but they didn't know until later that it was cut open from the inside. How did they not know? Are you going to tell me how did they not know until later? Like that it was cut out? Did they... I mean, I don't think I could tell if something was cut from the inside or outside. I think they had to, like, microscopically figure that out. Mm, or reenact it or something. Mm-hmm. And see, like, how the tears happen. And That's terrifying. Yeah, because, I mean, like, if I'm going to tear, if I'm going to rip something with a knife or something like that, or my hand from the out, from the inside out, you better believe that something better be after me or I heard some sort of noise and I think I'm going to die. Or, like, is something, like, falling on you and attacking you and you can't get out? I'm, like, already freaking out. The fact that you had to cut through. Cut it open. Yeah. Okay. Oh. For me, the tent being cut open from the inside kind of rules out outside sources, like a serial killer cutting into Mm -hmm. killing. Mm -hmm. Because you would... I'm, I'm going to assume because they could tell it was cut from the inside that you could also tell it was cut from the outside. Were they all sharing one tent or did they each have their individual tents? I don't know about the specific number of tents. I just know there's more than one because there was nine of them. Okay. I didn't know if it was like and one big tent and we were all keeping body warmth because it is snowing. Mm-hmm. Which totally valid. And there is females and males. I don't know if. Oh. Okay. Know, I, I didn't. You know, some people don't want to sleep with the opposite gender. And blah, blah, right, blah. right. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, even if they, you know, innocent, not innocent. Yeah. Um, so the investigators continued to look around the campsite, and they actually were able to find some of the team's belongings that were left at the campsite. This included shoes, multiple pairs of shoes. Just thrown away, thrown around? Yeah, like thrown around, like not... Like, not on feet. Not on feet, correct. But it's snowing. Why are why aren't the shoes on feet? Exactly. So does that mean? Unless they like left them in the tent because they're sleeping, and they didn't want to wear their shoes at night. Do you wear? Okay, dumb question. Do we not wear shoes when we sleep while hiking in like zero below zero degree weather? It's a really good question. I do not have that answer. 
I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm not a hiker. <laughs> I'm not an outdoorsy person. I am not a hiker in the snow, nor do I do cliff jumping or diving or all the all of that. I'll do cliff diving, but or jumping. But no, I'm done with snow. I. I mean, I'll walk in snow, but I want hot chocolate or like some hot toddies, mm. some alcohol to keep me extra warm. And then I'll look, and then I'll watch you. I'll watch you cliff dive in the snow if that's what you want to do. But I'll not watch in you. snow. I'll wave to, to you. Like, it has to be like the summer. Nope. And not polar bear plunging. I'll pass. <laughs> Absolutely not. So there's shoes at the campsite. The tent was cut from the inside. Does that mean something scared them so badly that they said, screw it? Cut the tent, screw my shoes, I'm just going to run away. And if that's true, what could it have been? Investigators then found eight or nine sets of footprints in the snow, and they could tell that some of the footprints were made with a shoe, and then some were made without a shoe. So it was shoe, not shoe, shoe, not shoe. And then these tracks led to the edge of the slope that they were on to the woods about a mile away from the camp. That's so creepy. So at the edge of the forest, the investigators unfortunately found two bodies next to the remains of a small fire. Oh no. They had found the bodies of Yuri Kurvenskinov, age 23, and Yuri Dor- Doroshnikinov. I'm so sorry. It's Pretty a- close. I've, it's, it's a try. It's guessed that on the night they died, it was between negative 13 Fahrenheit and negative 22 Fahrenheit. But both of these bodies were found shoeless and they were only wearing underwear. Oh my gosh. So there's some potentials that could explain why they were not wearing clothes. And to me, it could be that maybe they... The other hikers found their bodies and found that they already died and took their clothes off. Okay. Which we will see later that that actually has ha- that did happen. Oh. So in this picture, this first picture you see after the tent is actually, unfortunately, the bodies of both of the Yuris. Mm. So graphic, if you don't want to see these, um, it's like literally the pictures well, of the bodies. We'll put a little like sensor over on our Instagram if you guys don't want to see it you don't have to yep. so next the investigators found three more bodies unfortunately the bodies of Igor Dyatlov so the leader at age mm. 23 body of Zendia Komogorov age 22 and the third body of Rustam Slobodin age 23 They were all so young. I know, they're all babies. And they were on, these three specifically, were on their way back to the camp they had just set up from the woods edge. So, like, they had set up a second. Campsite? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when they set up a second campsite, it was, like, another fire. That was pretty much it. Ugh. So, investigators said all the bodies died from hypothermia. So, the Soviet investigators Mm-hmm. Um, but that does not explain why Yuri number two, so that Doro Shinakov, who was shoeless and in his underwear, um, mm-hmm. had a brown, purpley complex and gray foam coming from his right cheek, 
or a, or the gray liquid coming out of his mouth. What? Yeah. Or why the uh, Rustin uh, Slobodin, the mm -hmm. body technically. Yeah. Why they had injuries to their head that was consistent with someone getting hit in their head repeatedly and repeatedly over and over again. What? Or why the fourth body, Zendia Kolmogorva, why she had a baton-shaped bruising on her side. A baton shape? Baton shape. Hypothermia does not explain. No. Hypothermia yeah. does not explain any of that. No. So you have head injuries. You have foam. So is it like he drank, did he drink something and it, it poisoned him and that's why there's foam? Is I it? I never see anything about their. Really? Bodies. There's autopsies? Mm. If there are, they're all in Russian and uh, no one's translated them. Yeah. Your girl didn't take Russian. No. So well, get, get on that, okay? No, Can I'm you so please? <laughs> I should because I am destroying how to say these names. <laughs> no. I'm You're so fine. sorry. So two months later, uh, once the snow had thawed, investigators were able to find the other four bodies. Oh my these, gosh. Yeah, these remaining hikers were found buried underneath snow in a ravine <sighs> 75 meters into the woods. So they were further into the woods than the other bodies were found. Oh, that's so sad. So we have, like I said, we have the technically the five bodies at the at the edge of the woods and then we have mm -hmm. four more 75 meters into the woods into that ravine mm -hmm. which also had been the ravine was named the Diatlov Pass Den. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. So in this den, investigators found the bodies of Nikolai, who was 23, who had suffered significant skull damage moments before his death. But so maybe did his autopsy come back hypothermia as well? <laughs> I mean, <they're> <laughs> claiming that these have hypothermia. So, um, then we had the body of Ludmilla. Uh, she was 20 years old, and Simon, who was 38. They both had major chest fractures, fractures that mirrored injuries of a car crash. Hmm. And upon further investigation of the bodies, investigators saw that the uh, Ludmilla she was missing her tongue. What? Eyes and part of her lips, as well as missing facial tissue and skull bone. Oh my god. So I'm pretty sure uh, hypothermia doesn't do that to a person. But no. Oh, that but, poor woman. But the only thing is, these bodies were found two months later, so could something... Animals, maybe? maybe? Yeah. But <sighs> was it only her body that was missing, specifically tongue, ear, eyes, and part of her lips? And facial that's, tissue. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point. So this picture, um, it, you can see right here, is basically she's laying like face first on her knees into a rock. This is her head, her arms, and then her torso, her body, and her legs are right here. Wait a second. She is frozen on a rock in a, on her knees. Yes. Oh my god. That's horrible. That's so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And then they found the last body, Alexander, who was 24, 
he was in the same location in the ra- the ravine, but his body did not have any wounds on him at all. Yeah, weird. Okay. So, That's very weird. Yeah, I agreed. Um, not one scratch. Nothing not. Hmm. So they were able also to determine that the second group of hikers had actually died at a different time than the first group. And the second group of hikers were wearing the clothing that belonged to the first hikers. Mm. So the girl who her uh, Ludmilla, 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 she had a piece of clothing from one of the Yuri's, a wool pants, um, one of his, a piece of his wool pants wrapped around her foot. And it doesn't say if it had blood on it or if, you know, she used it to stop bleeding or if she used it because she had a hole in her shoe or something like that. It just said she had some of his wool pant tied on her foot. I'm wondering if it's because she couldn't find her shoes and maybe they're trying to get away and they were hiding. Mm, I see what you mean. I and, could not confirm if she had shoes on yeah. or not, though. Yeah, I don't know. Because that would make sense. If she, didn't have, if she didn't have shoes on, then yeah, you would use other people's clothing. Other people's clothing and go run away and like do the best you can to fight for your life and hide. and. Mm-hmm. Oh. So then we also have uh, Simone, the 38-year-old, who had mm-hmm. um, the major chest fractures that looks like he car was accident. A car, um, yeah. car accident. He was actually wearing another person's, uh, he was, I'm sorry, he was actually wearing her, Lumilla, her fur jacket and hat. So to me, that means he was there when she died or he found her when she died because he's wearing her stuff. Her stuff. So does that mean he posed her? Because she's the one that's posed. Yeah, she's the one that's posed. Or, like I said, maybe he wasn't. I mean, I don't know. This is this is all like weird, weird, yeah, and creepy and spooky. And I don't. I. Mm. What's even weirder is the body. Alexander, the last one that didn't have any wounds on him. Yeah. His clothing and Ludmilla, her clothing, both tested positive for being radioactive. Radioactive. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, both their clothing tested positive to be radioactive. For radioactive substance or whatever you want substance? to call it. Yeah. But not the stuff that's foaming at. What was it? One of the Yuri's mouths. One of the Yuri's mouths. Yeah. But that wasn't radioactive. Uh, if it was, and they tested it, it's not released to the public. Man. Yeah, which is weird. So, if they're radioactive, if the, some of the clothing is radioactive, that obviously explains nothing, solves nothing, um, and, and it only asks more questions honestly okay because i have some questions too oh go for it ask questions away could alexander be the killer it's a really good it's a really good question i've 
I did not, in my research, I did not see him. Being Could he have him. gotten cabin fever and, like, freaked out, cut, cut out, you know, killed somebody, dragged their body. Well, I guess there was no drag marks, but dragged the Yuris first, killed them, and then... And then Lumia may have probably, or they all have probably seen it, grab clothes and try to run from him and hide. Mm -hmm. And then he died of hypothermia. But that doesn't explain the radiation. I don't know. I don't know. No, it doesn't explain the radiation. It's so sad. So what are, what are the theories? So the theories are, well, the Soviet government claims at the time, and then the Russian government today, they actually opened this case in 2021. And oh, they reopened it? Yeah, they did some investigating. Mm-hmm. And both now and then claim that they all died from either incompetence, which is weird because they were experienced hikers. Yeah. Or a combination of natural disaster and hypothermia. Mm, which no. honk the horn, beep beep, hit the brakes, doesn't explain the radioactivity residue on some of the clothing. Well, and it doesn't explain her tongue missing. It doesn't explain her jaw being all messed up and her eyes. And it, no, it doesn't baton. explain oh, the baton Bruise. or any of the head injuries on any of the other, the other yeah, people. At the mouth. Yeah. No. So. No, that's horseshit. <laughs> so some of the theories, <laughs> once, you know, you're smart enough to not believe the hypothermia natural disaster one, um, is. An avalanche, potentially. Soviet government loved an actual legitimate um, theory. And so when people started to not believe the hypothermia, they thought it was a natural disaster, like I said, like an avalanche. Mm -hmm. So before an avalanche happens, obviously you hear a bunch of noises, like the rumbling, the deep cracking noises. I'm going to assume everyone would be scared you know, shitless if they heard that while in a tent. Yeah. So it could explain why they ran away. Ripped it open. Mm -hmm. Ripped the tent open and ran away without shoes and everything like that. But the only thing is there was no physical evidence of an avalanche actually occurring in that area or an avalanche ever occurring since 1959. Really? Yeah. So, you know, an avalanche just comes and destroys things. So you would think like trees would be ripped, broken, broken, ripped apart, whatever. Apart. Maybe even the animals probably dead and also uncovered. Yeah. And even like you would think in an avalanche, the campsite would be covered in snow. Covered. Yeah. Like you would not have been able to find it. You wouldn't be able to find it. Yeah, exactly. So I don't believe that. So just no. Debunk. <laughs> Second one we've already talked about is hypothermia, so I'm not even going to bother because I don't believe that one at all. No, there has to be more to just the hypothermia. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe they weren't completely dead with the head injuries and the hypothermia actually killed them, but I don't, it's not just hypothermia. Where did they get the head injuries from then? It, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Like, did they bump into a tree and hurt their head, or what? But it doesn't explain the baton mark. No, or the foam. Or, or the foam. Or Ludmilla uh, missing half of her face. Yeah. So no. the third one, we're just going to skip over hypothermia because we've talked about it. Third one is other people, and I saw this in a few sources. 
and there's two specific mentions of other people. So the first one is some investigators theorize that some of the get some of the deaths, and I couldn't tell which ones they were specifically talking about, but those deaths were a result of arguments happening among the group, like some sort of love triangle or something was going on. Mm. Mm. Okay. But there's also reports that people outside the group who knew the, you know these hikers individually and as a you know just like as a group in general said that there was actually no disharmony among the nine of them and that there's no like love triangle or anything like that at all so for someone to you know kill them like you said it could have been alexander who like snapped because isn't like snow snow sickness a thing or something like like you said cabin fever snow sickness something like that i think there i think you're right i think there's a thing called snow sickness sickness but yeah, like that could totally be a thing. It that doesn't relate to like a love triangle, but that is definitely an other person, you know, killing the group because they snapped and went crazy. Did we also know I mean if anybody was sexually assaulted? I mean, I know that's kind of a No. Okay. I don't I didn't see that. Because of how she was how she was posed, it made me think like trigger warning we should probably say that but sorry and then the other people theory is like i said in the beginning the mansai people who are the native tribe to this ural mountains mm -hmm. they thought that maybe the native people attacked the hikers and killed hmm. them Where, where was this ever like private property that where they couldn't go hiking? Was this like a Not like an area that they weren't allowed to? Okay. No. Okay. But I mean, they, if these people, these native people, attacked them, there was no, there was also no physical evidence of that as as, as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't think it's that, but. I don't think that is either. And I, I feel like especially um, uh, what's uh, what's his name? Um, the leader. I think he would. Diav yeah, Dialov. Thank you. Um, I think he would not take him in a territory where one, he wouldn't put himself in danger or his group to territory to, you know, for the for the other people, the, the group, the indigenous group. Are you okay? Yeah, okay. That just really hurt. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent Like they're all experienced nope. hikers. I think they would know. I think the they area. would. Yeah, area and keep out where they weren't allowed to be in. Yeah, I agree 100. percent So my favorite theory is number four, which is uh, the Yeti. Ooh, a cryptid. Which is a cryptid we will cover later in the future. Um, but the Yeti for now is a large bipedal creature with dark grayish to red brown hair that weighs between 200 and 400 pounds. So a beefy, a beefy dude, beefy lady. They can they can a beefy Yeti. A beefy Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> they could definitely destroy some people if they got in the way or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, they are also reported to be insanely strong and are local to the mountains of Russia, China, and Nepal. And they're not confused with the uh, Bigfoot. They are like distant cousins of Bigfoot. They are. Which is in America. <laughs> slash Canada. Canada, yeah. <laughs> but it would explain the, you know, like if these, if the Yeti is extremely strong and has some, you know, sort of unnatural, supernatural strength, it would explain mm-hmm. why the maybe like it swung at the girl that had the baton shaped bruise on her side and it was its arm or you know the people that had the car crash type injuries maybe it like you know hulked it like it hulked on loki in the marvel movie where he was just like flinging him around i mean that's awful to say but never seen that movie sorry what no sorry don't get mad and you say i'm bad at watching movies at least i've seen marvel it's just there's so many of them I just, I can't. I can't keep up. So, like, it could be the Yeti with the unnatural could be. But another I mean, discussion, is the Yeti real? Were there footprints of the Yeti? I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. But I mean, like, if you, okay, imagine you're in a tent, you're sleeping. Okay. And you was just, that sleeping? That's my... Okay, okay. My, there. My, my snoring noise. I like um, it. And all of a sudden, you just hear like, boom, 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 boom. Wow, and this Yeti just screaming. Did you just see me jump with that sound you just made? I literally made her jump. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like uh, that sound. But I mean, like, that's... Would you have cut through your tent, too? I would have cut through my tent. I would have tried to cut whatever was trying to get me. Yeah, exactly. Were there any defensive wounds? Speaking about fighting like hell, were there any defensive wounds mentioned? If there there was, I missed it. Oh, no, it was hypothermia. Yeah, I remember. It was hypothermia. Stupid. (laughs) So another really good one that I actually really love, this idea, this theory is number five which is um the could explain the radioactivity residue on some of the clothing okay is that the soviet government was actually using this area to test secret weapons and the hikers got too close and either got hit with them purposefully or accidentally Hmm. i like this theory this theory fits a little bit yeah i feel like this fits like a glove um Yes. You know, maybe they saw things they weren't supposed to see. Government took care of them, like you know, our last episode, like the MIB. I was just gonna say, Men in Black come and <laughs> talk to <laughs> people. <laughs> and Yeti in Black. Yeti in Black. <laughs> you know, they're not white Yetis. They aren't, and it that's really sad. And everyone thinks they're white is because they got you know that one Christmas movie. No, <laughs> there's a Christmas it, it, movie about the Yeti. Well, he's oh, you're talking about you're talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, and it's the Abominable Snowman. Yeah, which is also known as the Yeti. But in that movie, the Abominable Snowman is white. It is. So literally, that's the reason why people believe the Yeti is white. 
I did not know that. I did not know. I did not know that's where it came from. Yeah, that's where it came from. Or at least that's what I heard. That's what I read. Not on Snapchat news, though. (laughs) Is that where you get your news? (laughs) (laughs) uh, They make fun of me at work that because I always like bring up pop culture or whatever because I'm not pop culture at all. Yeah. And I get all my pop culture uh, news from Snapchat news. And so it's always wrong. Like, always wrong. (laughs) And I just get bullied at work for it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so funny. I'll have to pay attention uh, to see if you you reveal another source of Snapchat news. You're right. (laughs) I didn't use any Snapchat news for any of this research. (laughs) But um, the this theory is actually pretty popular among other true crime conspiracy. Yeah, I like this theory. Conspiracists. Because there's actually another group of hikers that were camping for the night about 50 kilometers away from our group. And they said, this new group said that they saw orange orbs flying throughout the sky during the night, all night. Orange orbs? Which, like, orange orbs could be, what could they be? They could be the, like, aftermath of, you know, something exploding. It oh. could be the tail end of a missile flying in the sky. Or, personally, my favorite is aliens. <laughs> it could be aliens. Did the men in black come visit those guys? Uh, they were all dead. So probably, oh, I mean, the second group, I don't know. We haven't heard anything about them, so they could also be dead. Wait, 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 wait. There was a second group of hikers that saw this, but we haven't. But wait, obviously we've heard from them because how would we know that there was orange orbs? But that was it. There was no that other. Was there was no other like account or anything. What? They probably got thrown in the Soviet jail or something like that. Yeah, they opened their mouth. Yeah, unfortunately. The, the men in black couldn't couldn't save them. But even warn them. You're right. Even the Yeti. The Yeti's breaking them out now, trying to. Shit. <laughs> Poor. But, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, you know, the Phoenix... What is it? The Phoenix Lights in Arizona? I mean, those are terrifying just watching on video. I don't know what you're talking about. What? I'm going to look this up right now. Oh, we got to look this up right now. Phoenix? Whoa. Oh, it's spelled today. lights that's another episode we will definitely cover i have no i don't even know any of this Uh, don't worry i'll teach you don't worry that's wild (laughs) but the chief investigator of diala pass who was like in charge of the you know investigating like i just said um, Mm -hmm. he was quoted saying i suspect at the time and am almost sure now that these bright flying spheres had a direct connection to the group's death end quote Wow. And he said that in an interview in 1990. The USSR actually forced him to, like, recant his statement. Of course they did. Right. Of course they did. Because it was them. Like, or or some sort of alien that they know about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So could the orange, o- orange orbs.
orbs actually be aliens? Could. Or, or missiles. Or missiles. Or, I don't know. It's a great or question. It, or was it Yeti? No. I don't know. I want to I believe in the Yeti. I know it was for sure not hypothermia. It's <laughs> not hypothermia. That's one we could rule out for sure. No, it's it, it smells people. like a cover up. Oh, hundred percent. It smells like a cover up. They stumbled upon, unfortunately, those nine souls died because they stumbled upon something they weren't supposed to see. I thousand percent agree. So, like I said earlier, they uh, the Russian officials reopened this case, and um, they we're only going to consider three theories. An avalanche, snow slab, or a hurricane. Which, like, I'm super confused about because a hurricane? I don't think, I don't, uh, can you? Can you have a hurricane in snow? Um, I feel like that's just a winter storm. I feel like that's just a blizzard, yeah. It's just a blizzard. A snow slab? What What is that term? Uh, so I looked that up because I had no idea what it was. A snow slab is basically an avalanche, but a little bit different. Okay. It's like more wind involved instead of like ground shaking. Like instead of an earthquake and snow, it's like more windy, like a tornado snow. Huh. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it, like, like the investigators in the Soviets, um, the Russian officials concluded that the hikers most likely died from hypothermia after an avalanche forced them out of their tents as they escaped. But um, No, I don't agree. This case is still considered unsolved and it is 1000% unsolved in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with your opinion. So, well, thank you, Erin, for this fantastic and spooky and weird episode mm-hmm, no problem and you fans if you have any comments or theories or if you know more information yeah of course please slide into our dms on the instagram, instagram. <laughs> on instagram please, please, please. or or uh, email us we'd love to hear from you yeah email us at and please podcast and please keep it respectful. We're, yes. you know, we're all learning. <laughs> this is our first time. We're just two nerds who love true crime and cryptids and unsolved yeah, cases. We, we are nowhere. I am not a professional. No, we're just fans of some weird stuff. <laughs> That's a nice way to say it. But for sure. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> well, We're just two humans that, that have a thing in common. Yeah, right. <laughs> As most people do, have at least yeah. one thing in common. Yeah. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Morning Mysteries Pod and send us an email at Morning Mysteries Podcast at gmail.com. Keep your mornings 
mysterious. mysterious. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.